No, wait, 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 wait. First, I wanted to let everybody know. Today, on our Patreon, for contributing patrons, we have the Y'all Heard Crossword. Kind of kind of rhymes, right? That'll go up. There is a link to it. And there's also a PDF that you can download and print out and fill out on your own. Guys who are not patrons, in two weeks, you'll be able to access it as well. Y'all heard a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, are not related. And we're also not sure if we should be not paying rent or should we lie on the census. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to let you know that Pete, you know, the opinions told by Pete Phillips are not necessarily shared by Marissa Phillips. <laughs> but also because he said it and it still didn't fully compute. My question is. If I lie on the census, will my area get better stuff for people who need stuff? Okay, but not pay our rent and then, I don't know. Yes. The not paying rent thing, I mean, geez, it seems like a I know. good idea. I would not pay my rent if I wasn't about to try and move to another That's building. That's a good point, yeah. complex, So I have to pay my rent. I would automatically pay my rent if my stupid-ass building did more than just accept a paper check every month. Yeah, that's what mine does also. I don't know how I'm going to move in May because we know it's not all going to be fixed by May. But whatever. Anyway, Pete, how... They still keep posting apartments where I live. Well, yeah, they're they're doing apartments here too. And I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, no fucking strangers coming to my house. But they just called me and said, I need to take my own virtual video. And I said, not virtual, just video. That was redundant. I need to take a video tour. And I said, sure. Um, the apartment above me was leaking. And my wall and ceiling <laughs> are ruined. And it's like dripping down the wall. And she was like, well, just don't show that part. Well, she's like, try not to put that in the video. And I'm just like, it's dripping on the whole fucking wall. I would have to like omit an entire piece of wall. Yeah. So like, no, I just told the person if they don't want it, they don't want it. Like I said, they're going to fix it. But like, it'll look like I'm trying to be shady. Yeah. That's my fantasy about leaving my apartment. My first idea is to put post-it notes all over the place where all the problems are that they would never fix. But then I'm <laughs> yeah. like... I, when I hear what they're doing to the apartment next door where somebody moved out, now I'm like, no, 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 I should get a Sharpie and legit right on the wall, on the ceiling. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So what's going on? Good? Yeah. Don't uh, tell me how you are as a whole. No one wants to know how we are. <laughs> I've been doing okay. I've been doing all right. Watching a bunch of movies because I can't find any like TV stuff to dig into. Yeah. But I think my most... <laughs> this is. I don't know what this says about me, okay? But I'm going to tell you, had a dream, had a romantic dream, Marissa, Uh (laughs) but a person I don't really know, but like in the dream, they were like, yeah, let's go out. And then like something happened and like I could, like I had to change the plan and they were like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But like they were on this, it was like mid date or something. And we were like on this journey together and then like something else happened and and they were like, it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> you were like, I love them. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I, and then, like, you know, like, I would make a joke and they would laugh at the joke. Like, I had a romantic dream about compatibility. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Are, is this person single and you're in life? I have no idea. I don't know the person. Because <laughs> oh. once I had a dream about someone that I wasn't attracted to, and after the dream I was, and then I dated them. That was yeah. in high school. I... 
I'm not doing terrible, but I'm just like in a in a in a current like mid range feeling. Don't know if that's because that's how I am or because I'm medicated more. <laughs> I just realized that as I was saying that, like, yeah, maybe it's because I'm medicated more. I don't know. Oh, I'm not gonna say how I am. I'm gonna say census stop. I thought we were over this. Why? I thought we stopped harassing us. No, no, not that. I thought we were done asking Hispanic people to choose a race when they don't know what they need to do. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Because usually you get to say, like, Hispanic. Like, more often I'm seeing that because, like, you don't know what to pick. And I was like, can I put, like, I'm like, I'm not Native American. I was no, like, you're not. I'm certainly not white. And I'm not black. Although I've gotten arguments which many people say, no, you're white. And I was like, unless I have the privilege, you can die, you hoe. Right. Not I white agree. Who say that? So I picked black. My Mexican friend wrote other indigenous te, 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 te I should know the word. I can't. That's but yeah, my question to you, Pete. You're right. It says if person one. I'm looking at a paper thing. If okay. person one is person one of Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin. And I said you, that. Then you could say yes, Mexican, yes, Puerto Rican, or yes, Cuban. I did that. And then what? You go and to nine. And then there's a part where it says your race. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is stupid. So yeah, I picked black. How about American? Yeah. <laughs> so should I say that I'm black? Yeah. And this and that way will yeah, like will black people get better benefits in this horrible yeah. town that I live in. <laughs> if you have if you're Hispanic and listening to me, other than Juan, because I saw you pick, uh tell me what you picked. Uh and if you'd like to weigh in, if you have not seen me, I'm at Rizvandal on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am a what I consider, though some people argue with me, dark skinned Latina. I'm light in the realm of dark skin, but I am definitely not white. So, yeah, if you have any... I mean, I already put black, but uh, if you have any insight on what you think I should have put as my race, let me know. And if you say other, you need to tell me what I would have written in, because that's lazy just to put other but not actually identify something. C number eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Exactly, I should have wrote that. Uh, So that's that's what I'm going to write about, how I was. Yep. So let's just go into an icebreaker because I don't know what life is. <laughs> icebreaker. Hey, Marissa, I have a fun icebreaker for you. Okay. He already told me I'm going to hate it. It just came to me tonight. Okay. What is your favorite form of chicken and why? <sighs> okay. Uh, I would. Mm, I have not found it again in the United States. I'm sure it exists somewhere. I just read that it exists like it's a Japanese dish. But uh, rice flour fried chicken. Okay. I had it in Korea. It was fucking 30 times crispier and than you, KFC. You can eat that. Yes. It is gluten-free. It is crispy as fuck. And it was so juicy and so good. Holy shit. And I've had it from multiple places. It wasn't just like, oh, that restaurant's good at it. Like, rice flour is fucking great. For frying chicken. I would argue it's better than all-purpose flour. I've never had a rice flour chicken that I didn't like. Okay, I've had it twice, but whatever. <laughs> From two different restaurants. But, uh, yeah, that is my favorite type of chicken. 
hands down. Coming up second is like a breaded chicken cutlet. No, rice fried chicken. Uh, or you could even do like rice fried chicken with sauce on it. But as long as it has that rice flour batter, that shit will be good. How about you? Um, you did better than me. I was just going to say nuggets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but do you have a preference of shape? I think I know. Well, you know, I do love the dinosaur-shaped chicken nugget, I but I, I have not been able to bring myself to get them in quite some time. Okay. For some reason, my store doesn't have the all-white meat oh. dinosaur chicken nuggets. They just have, like, the scraps from the farm. <laughs> oh, yay. Meat chicken nuggets. <laughs> uh, I will add on to this, Icebreaker. So, since our we're all, you know, stay-at-home mandate. So you either have something you've been craving especially or do you have a food that's been bringing you joy? Because I almost don't like food anymore because life has become so monotone. But there are still a few things that bring me joy. How about you? I'll say mine after you say yours. I have a couple of, like, um, emergency-type pieces, yeah, which would be, again, I've said it a million times before, guys, some sort of combination of chocolate and peanut butter. Mm, yeah. I think uh, the major emergency piece that I've had is these chocolate, like, uh, fudge bars, I guess. Okay. And they're made by Healthy Choice, and my mom likes them. And so every time my uncle goes to Sam's, maybe? I don't know. Every time they go there, they get her a box of them, and she's like, I have Uh so many. Can you please take some? And I'm like, absolutely. So... My days have been very, very, very busy, and I get to a point where I'm going to shut down, and I take a break. If I take that break, I would like to have a drink of alcohol, or I would like to eat something delicious. And since I'm running out of alcohol, (laughs) I'm trying to space it out a little bit. (laughs) Today at 3.30, my boss was like, hey, are you going to that meeting at 4.00? And I was like, oh, my God, I've been working since 7.30, and I, I can't even keep my eyes open. So I just poured a hefty drink. and oh, That would have made me go to sleep. I participated heavily in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, uh, I'm dumb. I didn't buy alcohol. So I get to drink alcohol on weekends when I go to my boyfriend's house. But one, that means like when I just want to chill and get a drink, I can't have it. Two, he drinks more responsibly than me. <laughs> and when um. I'm like, let's have another one. He goes like, oh, okay. <laughs> and we will, but like there's a hesitation. Mm-hmm. Or he'll fall asleep and I'm ready to rock. And I'm like, okay. I no food brings me like total joy that I'm eating in my house. I have single serving gluten-free macaroni and cheese. That is pretty good. And sometimes I want to eat. No, no, and uh. And I'll eat a waffle with almond butter in the morning. That's good. Coffee is good. But the one thing that I crave all the time, and I've broken down and ordered it twice, is bubble tea. But I feel really guilty about, like, making... I order something else with it, but, like, barely. So I feel guilty making someone just deliver fucking bubble tea to my house. And then my mother saw a picture of me drinking bubble tea, and she went ballistic, saying how I'm not supposed to be drinking prepared cold things. I got a point. I don't. It's saying, like, you know, like, coronavirus won't live on, like, a cooked thing, probably. But so, like, I guess, like, if they sneezed in my bubble tea when making it, I don't know. Who cares? I don't even care. I'm I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of being over it, no, that was made up. Segue. The segue didn't work. Uh, I didn't have a topic. So... This is a, an ongoing trend. But yes. thank you to Mike Vinos, who thanked us for still doing the show, even I though know. we're sort of pulling it out of our asses. Also, I will say, uh, two of our mics got the, the little Patreon gift I sent them. Mike Vinos and the other person whose name I forgot. What's the other person? Michael Pedley. Michael Pedley and Mike Vinos. If you would like me to send you something random, leave your address in... Can they do that in Patreon? Yeah, if you message it to us through Patreon... We will make sure that it gets to Marissa, or Marissa will check Patreon herself. I shared with her my username and password so that she can engage in the page more. Thank you. Everyone who gives to our Patreon, I will send you something with more heft after coronavirus. Right now, I will only send as much as I can put in an envelope with one stamp, because I will not go to the post office. But, uh, yeah, I send cards and, like, random fun stuff. And both Mikes seem very excited. Mike Stinson said that it was the most exciting mail he's opened in a while. <laughs> that is not saying much, though, because well, he probably has more. 25 census reminders like I do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had just forgot. Uh, I made cards and I put little – I put stickers and all sorts of fun random stuff. Since my mom's been stuck home, she is baking a bunch of cookies, and then she does. She goes, but then I'm going to eat the cookies. And I was like, package them up and send them to me. But I don't want my mom to go to the post office. But doesn't the post office pick it up? Yeah. If she's doing that, she could mail me anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Food. I don't mean gifts. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, Pete's mom emailed me today. I have to email his mom soon. Pete's mom actually said if I was bored, I could call her, but I have a severe social problem, and I... Even ask people, how weird do you think it would be if I called Pete's mom? <laughs> I asked all of my parents, and they said, it wouldn't be that weird. And I was like, do you know me? She's uh, she's like bumming around the house. So, yeah, yeah. she's like, this is the Maybe thing. I, I was trying to phrase it in a way that wouldn't sound insulting to you. But she was like, I'll talk to anybody <laughs> who calls the <laughs> house right now. <laughs> no, that's funny. No, now that you word it like that, I feel like I have less to bring. I don't need to bring as much to the table. <laughs> so that's better. Thank you. Speaking of talking to just anybody this worked better i heard that dating apps are seeing a major spike in usage during the coronavirus outbreak how (laughs) well yeah we'll talk about it so actually this topic was brought to me by somebody else listeners not by any of you (laughs) i would love a recommendation my boyfriend is just like Talk about how people are dating in the coronavirus. Literally, don't even know what words just came out of my mouth a moment ago. Uh, Pete, I will ask you. No, wait. Um, Go ahead. Ask me whatever. Go ahead. I don't, I don't feel like it fits for the two of us. We're not really hookup culture people. Okay, let's say you like someone very much and you had met them free coronavirus. And... Okay, let's say you had gone on a few dates and you were probably like building up to the bang. That's what I call it. That is what I call it. Yeah, and and coronavirus happened. And they were like, hey, honey, why don't you come over tonight? I'm quarantining. Would you go? Or would you feel the need to be more cautious because of coronavirus? It would really just depend on the situation and the person. Kind of going back to the last episode, you know, like. Not so much putting me at risk, but like the people, or her, I guess. Though, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like the people around us. If she was like, I live in a house and it's all mine, and nobody else touches the doorknob on a regular basis, I'd be like, all right, I'll be over. <laughs> See, you're 
I like the way you think about that. So basically, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm sorry, but like your situation where like you're going into an apartment building, you know, like you're going through the front door, you're going in the elevator, you go, you know what I mean? Like to me, yeah. I would be like, that's more opportunity for me to encounter stuff and for me yeah. to spread stuff if that's the case. <laughs> I think I might have talked to, I forgot, I feel like I talked about it with Pete. I was definitely talking about it with someone, but I know that I was a little conflicted. So my family lives in the Poconos, far from me. So, and I live alone. So my boyfriend also lives alone. We were going to spend like half the week with each other. And I was like, should I not be doing that? Blah, blah, blah. But then after like really thinking about it, I was like, there's no one else in my life. And I've been quarantined by myself all this time. There's no one in his life except for work. So I concluded that pretty much we could just give it to each other and work could give it to him. Like, I oh, can't yeah, give it to him. giving it to each other already. Oh, shut up. Like, I said that <laughs> yesterday. And so, I, so I thought long and hard, and I was like, I've concluded that, like, I'm not putting anyone at risk because I'm only seeing him. You could argue that. I mean, you could argue that I go to the store or something. But I'm just saying, like, I thought a lot about it because I wanted You're to really think not- about it like taking public transportation over there. Yeah. Like you're being smart about the way that you're getting there. Yeah, he picks me up, he <clears> takes me home, I wear a mask, I wear gloves. Uh, I almost never leave my house. So I just was thinking about that and I was thinking like, where are other people in this situation? So this jumps around a little bit, but basically I'm gonna talk about some articles which highlight like where the state of dating apps are right now. And at the end, I'm gonna go through some interesting Q&A points from a New York Times article that tells people how to navigate relationships and sex in coronavirus times. Before we start, I will say I'm bothered by a lot of things that maybe more normal people wouldn't be. Uh, They fill me with unhinged amounts of rage. I am fine with someone saying coronavirus. For some reason, COVID-19 sounds dramatic, but I'm fine with that. Also, someone in my life said something that makes me so angry I literally like want to jump out a window. They refer to coronavirus as quote the Rona. <laughs> Capital R Rona. And like like me... that movie about the Spanish ghost lady. Yeah, yeah, lot of, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was infuriating. Anyway, so I'm going to be talking about a CNBC article and a Wired article at first. I don't have the headlines, so don't worry about it. Okay, um, so as I said. Dating apps are seeing a serious spike in usage during the COVID-19 outbreak. Bumble, a dating platform favored by urban millennials and Gen Z singles, saw a significant increase in messages sent in cities under shelter-in-place mandates. So specifically in cities where you're not supposed to leave your house. Right. From March through the 22nd, Bumble recorded a 21% increase in sent messages in Seattle, a 23% increase in New York City, and a 26% increase in San Francisco. Match Group, the umbrella company for uh, dating sites like Match, Tinder, Hinge, and Plenty of Fish, found it interesting just because like each one of them has a totally different vibe. Because Match.com is so like, let us find your soulmate. Tinder's like, let's fuck. Plenty of Fish is like, what the fuck? Let's swim. I find Plenty of Fish the most rested thing, and I've never been on Hinge. Uh, oh, no, I have, but I forgot about this. And four other dating platforms uh, has jumped on the opportunity for more frequent swipes. When Tinder launched in 2012, it revolutionized online dating with its concept to swipe right for yes and swipe left for no. Launching free tools for users in light of widespread pandemic-prompted isolation, 
Match's Dating While Distancing Hotline, staffed by the company's dating experts, is now available and free for users 12 hours a day. How do you become Boy, a dating expert? Boy, do I expert? want to know what that has. Right, what? yeah. How do you become a dating expert? <laughs> yeah, no idea. So, quote-unquote, swipers can even review pa- possible matches in another country's quarantine areas. Uh, Tinder is rolling out its passport feature, typically reserved for the platform's paid subscribers, for free this week until April 30th. So that means you could swipe right on people from other countries that you'll never meet. Right. What's the... Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to download it while we were talking. What? Download what? (laughs) Dating app. Are you really? No, no. Please do. Bumble, which if you're not familiar, is a dating app where girls have to reach out to the guy first. Bumble has offered in-app calls and video chats since last summer, but it recorded a 21% increase in this um, in this feature in the past week alone, uh, with 70% of Hinge users expressing interest in going on digital dates. Uh, we're encouraging our community to, quote, date from home, using phone calls and video chats to build connections, the dating app said. So it doesn't mean they're necessarily going out on dates, thank Gosh, although if you walk around Philly, I've seen so many fucking people hanging out, and I wish I could call the cops on them. I've told two people that, and they thought I was a monster, and I was like, yeah, get sick with coronavirus, and we'll see. We'll see how much you want people to keep hanging out. I'm sorry, I didn't really wish that on them. That's the quarantine police. I've heard (laughs) it referred to. (laughs) I'm not saying they should go to jail. I'm just saying they should be like, fine. Anyway. The dates have been better than the ones in real life because we're having to communicate more, a, mess, uh, a user says. <laughs> but she'll probably go back, back to in-person dating. I would rather see them face-to-face right up. I would rather see them face-to-face right away. The more you delay meeting, the more likely it doesn't happen at all. So whatever. So basically people are really pumped on digital dates right now. But of course, like, it's probably not going to be a revolution that causes digital dates to go forward. People are just doing what they can. If your boyfriend goes, listen, um, they just sent a memo out at work and they said that one of the people working on my shift has coronavirus and I yeah. might be infected. Can we do digital dates now? I, I mean, yeah, I would, okay. I would say, yeah, you can call me. I wouldn't want us to give it the title digital dates. No, no, they're going to be digital dates. Like, I'm going to cook a meal, you're going to no! cook a meal. We're no, going to sit, we're going to eat and no. talk, that sort of thing. No, no we're not. Allowed. We're I mean, going to have, like, talk. we're going to go clubbing. <laughs> digital date clubbing. Uh, I no. don't understand why you won't do this with me. I would say we can, we can FaceTime. We can eat dinner together. You can call me. We could even do whatever, however you envision sexy Skype things. But you cannot call it a digital date. Can I call it an e-date? No. And you also can't be like, I'm here to pick you up for your date. Honk, honk. I'll get a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not allowed to do that. <laughs> okay. So I'm just to go a little further with this. It's from a Wired article. As concerns about coronavirus grow, many people's minds have turned to romance. In China, where many have been on continuous quarantine lockdowns for weeks, residents are sharing photos of stores emptied of condoms. Because I guess there's not much else to do. Because there's no balloons. (laughs) Yes. In the United States, where would-be lovers are still free to leave their homes, citizens are more focused on whether dating during a pandemic is medically advisable. 
Stories about concerned and confused daters are everywhere, and people's reactions to the outbreak range from seeking a hookup for the end of the world and saying so in their dating profile. Right, uh, I've seen that. Oh, that's gross. Uh, To instantly unmatching with people once they find out that their prospective mate has been on a plane recently. You don't have to unmatch. Just say, I feel unsafe. I listened to the... um to Nicole Byers podcast why won't you date me and she shared that she was like in Texas and she um was doing some shows right before they sort of like started to do more quarantine stuff and then she matched with a guy and the guy was like the guy was from LA she is lives in LA and he was like this says that you're in Texas are you in Texas and she's like yeah I'm working and doing shows and he just completely unmatched see all just say like Let's talk. I can't do anything with you for 14 days or something. Yeah. Probably more than 14 days. But she brought up a good point, too, because she's like, I'm using the dating apps because I want to get laid, and if I can't meet you for 14 days, then what's the point in us talking right now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. True. True. So even the dating apps themselves have been swept up into the COVID-19 discussion. Uh, Tinder will apparently interrupt your swiping activities to remind you that while you want to quote continue to have fun you should always remember to carry hand sanitizer oh, and make I, a social difference distance. i thought it was gonna go in a different direction and be like what were you? hey i understand that you're doing a lot of swiping right but like these are people okay they're not like toys okay like <laughs> really wish. think about this i wish you just swipe 10 people in a row no, definitely that. <laughs> Queer-focused dating app Lex has also been reminding people to wash their hands and suggesting ways to keep busy and connected while quarantined. OkCupid has gone so far as to include a question about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Does coronavirus affect your dating life as part of their users' dating profiles? If someone says no, you should unmatch with them. <laughs> so the caution is appropriate. A typical date would theoretically break just about all of the World Health Organization's COVID-19 prevention rules. Uh, they're public. Uh, most restaurant tables aren't six feet, you know, across from each You wouldn't make you six feet across from each other. And it's likely you touch hands, if not more, uh, which is something you're supposed to avoid. Touch feet. The World, World Health Organization have shared alternative greetings like waving, bumping elbows, and bowing. And kissing, of course, is a no-no. The French government has officially warned its citizens against kissing each other, even on the cheeks. And Spain has instructed... <laughs> what? What? I mean, is there an S at the end of cheek? Che- the, on the cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just... okay. And Spain... I don't know, maybe they do like a boat, one on both sides. Uh, and Spain has instructed worshippers to not kiss statues of the Virgin Mary or Jesus. So that's a thing. So considering coronavirus is carried in saliva and sputum, kissing is just about the most efficient way to transmit the disease. Short of spitting directly into someone's mouth, yeah. which I know some people are no doubt into. You, I mean, I guess another option is you could date someone new and make I'm going to paraphrase this sentence because the sentence is worded weirdly, but they're basically saying like you could date someone and like get all hot and heavy. But then like, if you want to be safe about that, you then need to like break all your contacts with everyone else. Like you need to decide. Like, oh. do you want to your contacts I thought it was going to be like stand on opposite ends of the room and jerk off. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, you either have to keep your contacts now or if you're going to start like seeing a new person, you probably shouldn't 
fuck with the people, other people in your life. Yeah. However, it seems that most people still aren't averse to leaving their homes to find romance, despite anecdotes about spurned dates and paranoia hype to the contrary. According to OkCupid, 88% of people surveyed globally say they're still dating during the outbreak. Can in I the ask United- a question? I'm sorry. Yes. You're going to pick up it in the United States. Did mm-hmm. you say sperm date? Spurned! Okay. <laughs> I was like, she's going to explain that. She's got yeah, to explain no. that. And now you're <laughs> In the United States, the dating pool is still at 92%, though it varies by region. The most nervous cities in America are Seattle and Miami. When this was written, I think it was written like a week ago, where only about 85% of respondent, respondents felt comfortable dating. In countries that have been more seriously impacted by the virus, this was definitely written a week ago. The number falls sharply. In South Korea, 71% of OkCupid users are still actively dating. And in Italy, only 45% of people are willing to match and mingle. So now, let's say you still want to date. Let's go through this New York Times Q&A with some advice and warnings about how to go about that. So first up, what is considered safe sex right now? Uh, they say your risk for infection with the new coronavirus starts as soon as someone gets within six feet of you. You've read this elsewhere, but COVID-19 is transmitted by droplets. There are tiny specks of infectious material that are even too small to see. They can be sprayed from the nose and mouth by breathing, talking, coughing, sneezing. So a person contracts the virus sharing the same airspace. The droplets are believed to travel and then get inhaled by the other person. Or maybe the droplets can land on a surface and then uh, making that surface infectious. And I I forgot how long, but I think it was saying like it can live on surfaces, like hard surfaces for a couple days. So if you do have sex with someone who is infected with coronavirus, they say there is nothing that can be recommended. Showering will not like probably cleanse you of it. Or Just using condoms. Dildo. <laughs> yeah, like it's not known if coronavirus is present in vaginal secretions or douches, but it has been identified in duty. So if there's any chance of let's say, oh, we're not gonna kiss and we're gonna wear masks, might there be duty particles? <laughs> <laughs> that could pose a risk. Okay. Um, bu- 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 bu. That's official New York Times, by the way. Duty yes. articles. <laughs> I forget who the source in this Q&A is, but an expert. Uh, who are the safest partners? It's best to limit sex to your household sex partner, also called HSP, who should also be following recommendations for hand hygiene and social distancing. The World Health Organization currently lists the risk of household transmission as 3 to 10%, but this is based on preliminary data. And it, we don't necessarily know what role kissing or sex plays in this transmission. If your HSP is sick with coronavirus symptoms or has been exposed, definitely don't have sex. They may be too fatigued to have sex with you anyway, <laughs> but your risk of being infection will go up. What if I don't have an HSP? Am I now celibate? <laughs> The New York Times says, yes, I'm sorry to say, those are the recommendations. Why are you sorry to say? (laughs) I don't know. But that doesn't mean you can't meet people online. Start talking on the phone. Have video chats. Sext. 
or have phone sex if that's your thing. And if someone you meet online is encouraging you to meet in person, that not only tells you how they view their own safety, but even more important, how they view yours. What about a COVID sex buddy? The source says, I've heard about this. A sexual partner who agrees to socially distance from everyone else, but the two of you will hook up for mutual release. I would really discourage this for now because social distancing means limiting contact with people outside of your household. Each additional person added to the household increases risk. And of course, you are depending on this person to be just as vigilant with social distancing as you are, not to mention the risk between transportation between your home and your partners. At the moment, the risk is too high. Okay. Oh, and also, might we see people in close proximity hooking up who both tested positive for COVID-19 and are now 14 days post-positive test? It would not surprise me. However, we don't know much about the immunity against COVID-19 after the infection. So do it at your own risk. So you might ask, what about sex toys? Uh, Sex toys aren't likely to be a method of coronavirus transmission if you have been using them alone. Dear God, Please let you be using them alone. I mean, or unless it's like something that both you use at the same time. But please don't share your sex toys. Uh, it says, however, if you shared your toys within the past 72 hours, make sure they're appropriately cleaned and wash your hands afterwards. Gross, dudes. I'm sorry. Am I close-minded? It's always, a, It's. I mean, that should always be the case. Yeah, not seriously. Even, not because of coronavirus, but just because of in Because gross. So last question. What will safe sex look like in the future? Right now, the only safe sex is no sex with partners outside of your household. If you're your HSP... How far into the future would you like me to look? Yeah. (laughs) If you or your HSP are high risk, you should take extra precautions to further reduce the risk of transmission. Give up sex and kissing. Sleep in separate bedrooms in case one of you has an asymptomatic infection. Um, Asking your doctor for guidance is wise. Uh, But what about when we emerge from our homes again, uh, which may be some months away, and start thinking about in-person dating and even mating? Why would you use the word mating? You can use the (laughs) sex otherwise. Okay. No one knows if we are all going to have the urge to have sex after this, quote, quasi-hibernation. One concern is a potential surge in risk-taking and sexually transmitted diseases in the aftermath of the pandemic. Interesting. If all this sounds very bleak, well, it is. For now, the new coronavirus probably means less partner sex overall, whether that's because of lack of a household sex partner for some or a drop in desire for others or both. Hopefully, though, this is just for now. Dot, 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 the end. (laughs) Like that? At least I had a sort of conclusion this day. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Turn off my computer. So yeah, Pete. Any questions? I guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> TMI listeners. I guess I haven't had sex in so long. I don't understand why this is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. If I didn't have a boyfriend. Incels are out here. Like, I don't. I don't understand. This has been my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have a boyfriend, yeah, I'd be lonely. But I wouldn't be trying to have sex with people. If anything, I'd be just be trying to have friends. That's the thing. Like, one of the perspectives you could take is. And we'll sort of say, like, I guess if you're more of a Match.com person, right? If you're looking for a connection with a person, this is an opportunity for you to actually have to talk to each other and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, 
you see situations, whether it be just in movies or like people in your life where they're like, oh man, but I just can't leave that sweet bod. Yeah. <laughs> and like in this case, I don't even get to see that sweet bod. So <laughs> I will say out of what I read, the most fun thing, if I wasn't in a relationship, uh, whichever one of those said that you can kind of, I think it might have been Tinder, that you can like unlock matches from different parts of the country. I actually find that fun. But not like not to cyberfuck yeah. them, just to make new friends. I think it'd be I think it'd be really interesting, especially in quarantine, to like talk to someone else from another part of the country. Uh, I actually have an internet friend that I made online. Every dude on a dating app just can't wait to make friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's really comforting somehow to talk to people overseas in quarantine. They were saying my friend from France is going through the same thing and we kind of commiserate with one another it's just interesting marissa uh, also yeah. on this um most recent episode of why won't you date me oh i thought you were i forgot that was a podcast i thought you were making a weird comment about yourself like about why won't anyone date you <laughs> the i don't know if it was an ad or if she was just talking about it but i think it was an ad it's called ship and ship okay. is a dating app from the match group and basically, in a nutshell, the app lets your friends help you pick out potential dates, allowing them to swipe on your behalf and offering up an arena for profile discussion. No, my friends are horrible <laughs> at knowing who I want to date. Yeah. Absolutely not. I just was like, that seems like a cool... No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I'm thinking of all the people that my friends are trying to hook me up with. And I was like, who the fuck do you think I am? Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah. That was that was a lot of stuff, Marissa. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Plugs. But yeah, no, I'm not going to plug ship because I have not used it and I don't really know if it's any fun. Yeah, I'm sure it's I, not. Listen, it, no gaming apps are fun. It would be really fun <laughs> to use it the wrong way, where you and I would swipe on other people, like on people for each other. And yeah. then we would use the profile form to be like, did you see that dude? I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God, yeah. I know. Look at that fedora. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yep. But um, I wanted to plug two new podcasts from Forever Dog. One is Confronting Demons with Megan Stalter. And I find her very fun. And she's very overdramatic. And she does this podcast so far with her brother. And it's kind of – I this might go to your comforting thing. But it's like it's a brother and a sister and they're talking about – stuff and it's just like that's nice to listen to okay okay it's normal and the other one is double threat hosted by julie klausner and tom sharpling okay i like that one a lot too i like julie klausner i don't love tom sharpling but he's good he's he's all right okay yeah i know the name but i don't have a Sometimes I feel like he's a little too, like, negative and snarky, like, too oh, okay. far down a path that I could easily go down, and so I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. I get it, okay. <laughs> what about you, Marissa? You want to plug tequila? I wanted to plug something, but I... What? Yeah, no, ooh, I had a lot of margaritas this weekend, oh my gosh. I want to plug something, but it's a bad plug, because I got... Their names are hard to say, and it's not... It didn't even... Ha I don't even know when it happened. No, I'm not. I was going to say, I saw a woman's UFC fight. It was a, a re-airing of it. It happened live, obviously. Strawweight championship between Weile Zhang 
and Joanna Jerzevic. <laughs> right? Yeah, I must be right. I well, you could if you if anyone likes UFC, yeah. if you like MMA, just put strawweight championship Zhang. I I was one of those things that I was like, I feel like I need to tell someone, but maybe they won't like it as much. I sent it to my dad. We've been talking about it for two days. He's like, I think those women could beat most men. And I was watching it with someone who doesn't really like women's MMA because they feel like it doesn't really like bring as much intensity. And we were both in, in awe. The announcers were like, this is like the best MMA fight we've ever seen, any gender. Um, it was just like... I don't think Pete likes MMA, but it was probably the best MMA fight I've seen in my entire life. And it was two women and it was so cool. So if you're bored enough and you like MMA, look up the Zhang Strawweight Championship like with Zil- Joanna. You said you don't? No. I was watching I don't, Creed. I tried to watch either. Creed and I was like, I don't want to watch people get hit. <laughs> I don't usually like it either. I. That's why my father... I won't watch really, really violent movies. And my father's like, I loved it. Thank you for telling me. But why were you okay with it? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Because, oh, my God. So the one girl got really bloodied. You know, there's blood everywhere, blood coming out of her nose and stuff. But then she really hit the other girl so hard that her forehead started filling with fluid to a point where she looked like Frankenstein because her forehead started swelling up and became really boxy. And then her nose became disfigured. And then it was really hard to watch. Anyway, but you did. <laughs> I recommend that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I have to say, I surprisingly did a not horrendous episode for coronavirus time. <laughs> yeah, but like now you're drawing attention to it, so we're all kind of like, "Is that's that was horrible, Marissa?" No, no. I just want you all to know that, like, I'm I'm proud of myself. <laughs> uh, okay. So give us a call at 570-PODWOD1. Uh, slide into my DMs at wristvandal. Uh, first person to slide into my DMs and say, I'm sliding in from y'all heard. I will also send you something because still no one has slid into my DMs. Again, don't want it sexual. Don't want us to have a, a weird relationship. Just want to know that you're listening and want to be like, hey. Um, and, yeah, uh, tell us. How you're handling your relationship with coronavirus. Tell us how you like your chicken. Tell us ideas for future shows. And don't forget, you can also like review us on iTunes or or you know what you could do? You could just send us along to a friend. Yes, exactly. You'd be like, Thanks Hey, I hear guys. I hear your significant other sucks. Here's an episode about <laughs> dating during coronavirus. <laughs> yep. Bye. Yeah, hi. Hi.